All right. Fumbled around my words the first take there. You're hopefully not going to hear, and Jason's probably going to screw me over on this one. But see, I'm smirking right now. But I'm glad we're recording right now. And why? So we can go in on the Toronto Maple Leafs, because guess what? To the not surprise of every other team, every other fan base in the NHL, every other fan base pretty much in the world, I think it's seeping around other sports that the Toronto Maple Leafs are complete shit and choke when it comes to it. I mean... 550 healthcare workers in the building and they couldn't help them when they were fucking choking like that. <laughs> I usually don't swear on the podcast. Forget it. If it comes out, it comes out. Because honestly, I am so just sick and tired of this. I think last year I was angry. This year, it's just like, what the actual fuck was that? What was that? Your team is notorious for choking in big moments, and you come up smaller than Mini-Me, to quote Stephen A. Smith, again? Again? I hit my tooth on the mic. That's how mad I'm getting. Josh, Jason, you guys take over right now. I'm going to injure myself. Uh, Oh, man. How do you top that? I don't think you can top that. Uh, Yeah. Here we go again. It was... uh, not going to lie, watching that game, I kind of felt it. Felt it throughout the whole game. I was kind of expecting this. the monastery this. we're, we're going to be going to. <laughs> we're, the, mo- the monks? We're going to become yeah, monks? we're going to become monks. I'm going to shave my head. Yeah, I think it's time I, to shave I, my head. I, I have a lot to say as usual, but I want to just point something out quickly. I obviously wasn't on the last podcast, save for a, uh, a little rant at the start that was maybe inspired by one too many uh, gin and tonics. But regardless of the fact, these two guys here did a great podcast after game six. I think they did a terrific job at encapsulating the pulse of Leafs Nation in one of the lowest times we can remember. And boys, are you ready to do it again? Because we just got lower. <laughs> I didn't think they but actually, you guys did a great job oh, last time. I think you, everyone Josh. agrees. So hopefully we can try to do the same as what you two did after Game 6 and bring some, you know, some perspective to the n- negativity, which is deserved. To the, like, try to really encapsulate... The fan base. We're going to listen to some voice voice notes again. But, man, that was frustrating. Yeah. I want to hear you guys. Yeah. I want to hear how you guys spin this like you did after the last well, time. I got I got a lot of what I had to say out last podcast, honestly. I aired a lot of my grievances. And, like, honestly, I, I, I kind of did it and was at peace afterwards and kind of just decided today, however it goes, it goes. And I'm a lot more calm today. I feel honestly, it was. Ex- I don't even know how I feel. I, I, I deep down, I expected it, and that's. I think that's the worst part is that I kind of knew this was going to happen, and yeah. I feared that it was going to happen, and then I started watching. As I go, as I do, I always go to every elimination game. I go to uh, the game seven, two thousand four, and I look how happy the crowd is, and just how fired up everyone is after they win. And I was imagining Austin Matthews. You're jumping off the bench, hugging Jack Campbell. The boys just selling hard. 550 fans being able to celebrate that as well. Um, apparently, though, I'm an idiot, and that just didn't happen. I'm not raving from that so raven. I don't have visions. Um, and if you ever hear me try to predict the future, just do the opposite. Just do the opposite. It's happened before. Chris Kunitz, uh, the other baseball uh Colin Kaepernick they all just just do the opposite of whatever I say because (laughs) 
God. It's a really frustrated it. mood in here. We're recording literally about an hour after the game just ended. So we're, you're going to get an absolute candid responses from us and candid responses from the followers too. Like it, it sucks. I will say one thing on an extra level of disappointment. It's kind of disappointing. We don't get to record after any leaf games anymore too. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun. And it honestly like, was. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing we're going to try to do a good job this episode in, you know, breaking down that game. You know what? One thing not to get right into it, but I'm going to get right into it. The weird part is usually when you lose a series, you can point to always there's you, the goalie plays well, but usually you can point to one game breaking player from the other team who really came in and showed us up. Like last year, Dubois, a couple of games was just unbelievable. Obviously, against Boston, you saw Marshawn did it to us, Pasternak did it to us. I want to ask you this question off the top Who was the best player for the Montreal Canadiens not named Carey Price in this series? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Knicks. Suzuki, Cole Nick's, Caulfield, I yeah, don't know. maybe Cucking Yemi, far and above Corey Perry. I don't know, like, like that's the crazy part. Though, like, I wish we lost to some guys who just yeah. played out of their mind. It felt like Montreal didn't even bring that much heat on no, offense. They, they, they yeah. really didn't. Like, it's crazy. I don't understand how we lose that. Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe Philly Deneau. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I like last game, even before last game, I looked into the numbers. Philly Deneau was like wasn't that good like he was still getting a chance to shot like wasn't really suppressing i guess he suppressed the goals i don't know but i don't even know i can't even i don't even that's a great point that's I mean, the, yeah who did who stepped up for montreal because at the beginning of the series it was oh if i remember i quoted craig button he had a great point oh if cock and yemi plays very well and if caulfield plays very well and gallagher if all these guys step it up and play tatar was a scratch that's insane by the way that was insane. a scratch <laughs> they gave us a handicap of not even putting cock and yemi and caulfield in the lineup oh for game one for cock and yemi and two games for cole caulfield and we couldn't close it out like that to me is also just ridiculous. But the thing, going back to my point, what Craig Button was saying, if all these players step up, then maybe Montreal has a chance. But then you have to look if all these guys on Toronto stepped up. Then oh, then what happens to them? But the thing is, like, did all of those guys really step up? I don't think so. I really don't. And I, I don't know. Like, like <laughs> Carey Price played great, so that's obviously the first yeah. thing you turn to. But usually, you need more than just somebody steps up. It just like it felt it was such an odd series to watch where again we talked about this throughout all Montreal had was those one-off chances and unfortunately tonight one of them went in the it was a Gallagher rush it they you know Matthews did a good job at closing on him he really was not that high danger of a shot it just it just went in and then we're playing from behind we're chasing since then do, do you guys think that like the the Matthews swipe kind of like it may, do you think he like as a goalie do you think he like when he kind of went at it like um, Campbell lost sight of the puck and didn't realize that the release was coming when Gallagher released? It threw right? him off a little bit. However, I mean, I don't think it like it, it's it's not a good goal. Yeah. Plain and simple, it's not yeah. a good goal. However, yes, I do think the swipe you could really tell it did throw him off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe tr- change the trajectory of what the puck was supposed to actually do. Um, a, a tad as well. However, I'm not saying it, it's not a good goal. It shouldn't be going in. However, like you don't realize in net. Think about this. When a player comes in on a defenseman one-on-one, they take a shot, they pull in, they take a shot. And as they're following through, it hits the defenseman's stick. Just their follow through on the stick hits the defenseman's stick and stops it up like that. That also really screws mm-hmm. you up. 
I'm not sure because you're so, you're expecting the follow through and it helps you to see where that puck is actually heading. And if it doesn't, if the follow through doesn't quite match where the puck's going, it's going to screw you up. So yes, I do think that the swipe did screw him up a little bit. It's a hundred percent the right play to make. Yeah. It's still a very yeah, stoppable yeah. shot. It's coming from pretty far out. It was just a late reaction by Jack Campbell. However, absolutely positively in no way, shape or form. This year or last year, should you be blaming the goaltending? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And not. why yeah. is that? When you don't score, you will not win the games. I don't know. Yeah. Is that a, uh, like? I'm, I'd be shocked if anyone's blaming the goaltending in this series. Yeah, I'm no, actually, I'm not. One, I, one of the things I'm most excited about going into next year is Jack Campbell, man. Yeah. Because that guy played his heart out, and the poor guy after, even after this game, he, he said. You know, that's on me. I had to have that goal. He said he that every, crying. even when he doesn't have to. He always takes ownership, and I really appreciate that. He's He's got an absolute 100% fan in me. So I'm excited to see him next very year. Very good. I'm, I'm very excited, especially to see what he can do in a 50-game yeah. start sample size. That will really set him apart from the rest. And I, I think I think that he can he can do it. You'll see those dark spots like you do with almost like we did with Frederick Anderson. Frederick Anderson yeah. had some ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly spots, but in his three great seasons, three and I don't know, he had some bright spots kind of in 1920. Mm-hmm. But in his three good, good seasons with the Leafs, there were some spots where it was like, this guy is not stopping the puck and he's going to give up seven. And those were about like five starts, I want to say. It ended and then he was lights out. But I feel like you're going to get that with Jack Campbell. It's because he's got to work on the mental side where it's like he, he you hear him after every press conference, in, in every press conference, oh, that, that goal was my bad. I should have stopped that one on a 2 on zero. And then he kind of like every takes every ownership over every single little thing. That kind of weighs on you, and you can't be doing that. And we saw it this year. We saw it. One week he had an 8.30 save percentage over a week span. And it just kept going, oh, that was my fault, that was my fault. You heard a lot less of that was my fault. And I feel like he did talk to people and was like, okay, I, I got to bring my spirits up kind of. I can't be keep blaming everything on myself. So I ranted on there. But, yes, 100% very excited to see what Jack Campbell – I believe that he, he is going to be a fantastic player next season for the Leafs. Yep, I agree. So how yeah. how are we gonna break this down? How are we gonna do this? Let's. I think the the opinion that everyone's gonna be talking about, and I want to hear you guys get some sensibility to it. Matthews Marner, what the hell happened? So I was I was doing some digging, as I like to do, and uh, the stats haven't updated yet. But I checked on Money Puck. Um, they have a pretty good expected goals model. The did we at least win the deserve to win? Omega? I did not check that. I did not check that. Uh, um, but Matthews is first in the playoffs in expected goals. I know he played the most. He's played the most games, but I believe he was tied with Pasta for helps. five points. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but he, him, him and Pasta the same amount of games played. There was at, it was at six, and they were tied for the most uh, most uh, expected goals. And even ex- expected goals per minute, it was he was in the top five, top ten, I think. And it's like. Hyman was up there. Marner was up there. Like, it seemed like we were, like, uh, I, <laughs> I hate to go back to Winnipeg and Edmonton, but it's kind of, it's th- this series was one of those series where we 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 were the better team. We generated the better chances. We we got the expected goals. But we just couldn't convert and finish. And that's 
That's kind of all that matters at the end of the you day. You want to like, get my take on what happened? Yeah. We watched two professional athletes in front of our eyes mentally fold in front of our eyes. Mitch Marner, after that first goal, just looked like he mentally folded into himself. Worse than what we had seen in earlier games there. I feel... So bad for Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Mainly Mitch Marner because he is going to get absolutely torched until the next time he touches the ice in the regular season where he's going to play well. We all know he will. But he's going to get ripped online pretty much if he's seen by another Leafs fan. And I just feel so bad for him. Like, just let the guy live. You can tell. he It's not for a lack of caring. If you think... For a second, that these guys do not care, give your head a shake. Just watch their reactions. Do you think this guy who is going out there playing sixty, like playing twenty-five minutes, just trying to generate something, and then pretty much crying in his press conferences afterwards, does not care? Come on, I- it's the mental side of the game. I just really hope that he. Like, I, I just hope he figures it out. Like, mm-hmm. the pressure is just killing him, and you can tell that. And even yeah. Austin Matthews, the, the pressure was just too much for them, it seemed. It seems like the only thing you can blame him for is, like, I, I hate when people say that he didn't try because it's honestly, like, he didn't try, he doesn't care. Like, that's so BS. Like, you're absolutely right in saying that. It's almost his biggest fault is caring too much almost. But he cares too much. To sustain he, that point, like, people are just looking for something. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What the yeah. hell happened? yeah. He cares. He cares. Like I, I Mitch Marner cares. I, like, we didn't even introduce him. Gallo is here. He's just sitting here chilling. Doesn't want to talk. But he wrote us a nice sign that said Mitch Marner cares. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'll find a bigger Mitch Marner fan than me. Honestly, um, during his draft year, London Knights, huge fan when he got drafted, huge fan, been a huge fan the entire way, and he didn't play well this series, honestly. It's not that complicated of a breakdown. He said it himself. Like I, He basically said, I got to be better. I got to carry my weight more, which is true. And uh, I feel the same way about Matthews. I didn't think, actually, Matthews was as bad as Marner, per se. I thought he had a lot of chances that just didn't go in, but uh, he's also the goal scorer, so like, if he's not scoring, it's going to automatically look worse for both of them kind of thing. Um, I just think it's kind of sad to be honest. Like if you, if you like the team and you like these guys, like seeing everyone like totally crap on them, it, it's, it's, it's sad. Honestly, you, the last thing you want to do is like, again, Matthews is not, he's got a five-year contract. He didn't sign an eight-year contract. He, Hey, you, you want to crap on him too much. <laughs> he might not be here to be honest. So the worst thing in my opinion, you can do as this is any sport is overreact off of a small sample. Hey, maybe it's a big sample now. And maybe I'm being too lenient on this. My my perspective is not necessarily the right one here, but I think the worst thing we've seen teams do is really overreact off of a smaller sample. So if you want to trade Mitch Marner after this, maybe that's the right move. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're overreacting and you're giving up on a 23-year-old player who by Dom's model, who we all re- reference from the athletic, was a top 10 forward in the NHL this year. Was he? Did he play that way in, I would say, four of the three games in this series? No, I don't think he did. Does that mean you want to get rid of him? Maybe, and I, I see people do, and that's fair. But what I would say is, you know, let the emotions come out, look back on this in a month, and 
Remember, you're a fan of this team at the end of the day. I think people forget that. You're a fan. You want to be a hater, be a hater. It's The easiest thing to do off of a loss is hate on somebody. It's not that hard. Let me watch any team in the NHL. Give me five games. I can find 10 things to hate about them. It's harder to find the good in a bad situation. My only suggestion would be try to find the good. You can harp on the bad, but try to find the good. Mitch Marner was bad. Austin Matthews was bad. Guess what? They're young still. They didn't do it. It sucks, but... I would implore you guys to not give up on these guys. If you did already, I understand. My perspective is I'll be there in October and I'll be freaking cheering these guys on like crazy. Yeah. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I I like the over the not to overreact thing. I like that a lot cuz if you I was looking back, I was looking at uh Nathan McKinnon's years in 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 Colorado. In his first 6 years they made the playoff I think once or twice. Um and I think they played three through played through three rounds in over over two playoff series and that's you know if that if that was in toronto i think i think nathan mckinnon would have been gone honestly how about this overreaction for those of you that have been leafs fans for over like five or six years do you remember what they did when they lost to boston in that seven game series so the narrative was they didn't have enough grit do you remember do you remember who they signed that off season davy do you remember who they traded for from chicago that off season Davy. So we had David Clarkson and David Bowen, and those were direct reactions to the perceived flaw of that team against Boston was that they weren't tough enough. That wasn't the flaw against you Boston, hear even guys. Worst one before you, you continue. I'll let yeah. you continue yeah, after yeah. that. You want to hear an even worse one? Yeah, go ahead. Vancouver Canucks 20, 2011 finals take them to seven games yep. with the Boston Bruins and lose 2 nothing in game seven to a god like Tim Thomas. What did they oh do god. that off season because Henrik Sedin and Daniel Sedin got beat up too much? Went out and signed a bunch of plugs. Yep. What happened after that? Ciao. See ya. Ciao Vancouver. So that that's the only thing. Uh, I mean, uh, the overreaction, it's easy it's easy guys. They lost. These guys didn't play well. Get rid of them. That's what everyone says. Oh my god, trade Mitch Marner. First of all, use some freaking process what are you trading them for what are you getting back whenever i see that tell me who you're getting back before you say you're going to trade someone but that's fine um like the, like i said the clarkson and boland that that overreaction to that sample was they're not tough enough that was bad process you know why they lost to boston because they weren't even close to as good as boston they weren't even close to be, being ready to compete in which do you buried five mil a year on a third and fourth liner and you traded a, a value pick for Dave Bowen at the and end of his career Mikhail Gr- Gr- and Gr- bought out one of your <laughs> better players first year like, but by the way guys remember that contract. remember that when you complain about this team I get you're upset I'm upset too you can hear it in my voice remember that we could be there again you want to blow it up let's blow it up but remember where it, where it can be if you blow it up look it's at true. Buffalo look at Buffalo they blew it up how are they that's true that's true since the days of Briere and uh, who they have on that team? Briere, Drury, Finnegan, Derek Roy, uh, uh, Brian Campbell on defense, Ryan Miller, Net. Like what happened after that kind of thing? Not much. But I mean, just this off season, you're going to get a lot of. Yeah, you need to trade Mitch Marner. You need to trade. But, like, what are you going to get? And you already know Seth Jones is a free agent. We're going to get so much talk. Sign Seth Jones. Buddy, this guy stinks. He's so bad. I don't know. If, sorry to cut you off. I don't know if anyone follows. I think luckily he's one year away from free agency. So whoever wants no, him. Oh, he's free agent. He's a free agent. No, I, I don't think so. I think no, 2022. Look it up. He's a free okay. agent. What year is this? I, is I, he in, I'm, I believe he's in. Oh, so he's still got one more year. He's, 
<laughs> okay, we're back. We did our research. Why is everyone telling me he's testing the free agent market? Because he told Columbus he doesn't want to play for them anymore. He's not, so he's not resigning. That's trade why. Him. That's why. Oh, he's not resigning, so yeah. he's going to test the open market next year. Yeah. But why would you do that when there's a better defenseman available named Dougie Hamilton? This Maybe year. we'll get into yes. that another time. But yeah. Let's let's do offseason stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next pot, though. Yeah, we'll get, that, we'll get that long. We got we got time. We got tons of time. Yeah, we got to save the content. We're save the golfing content. in the first round again. At least we, we got can. a lot of time. At least we can. Yeah, shout out Dougie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So as you mentioned, I mean, you can't blow this up, kind of thing. I think you just. Stick to the process. Stick to your guns. I think Mitch Marner really, really, really cares about the Toronto Maple Leafs and is going to put in so much work on getting everything right between the ears and becoming the playoff player that he needs to be. I know it's difficult to say. As I mentioned, it's like running your in your you got a door in front of you and you're running your head through the door to open it. Instead of just using the handle, I know it feels like that. The pain from slamming your head into the door. But you got to give it a chance. This is the second year in the row in the playoffs you have had major injuries. John Tavares going down is massive. Jake Muzzin going down last year with a weak decor, weaker than what we had now, was massive. Jake Muzzin going down again in Game 7 is massive. I feel like you have to give this core a chance with everyone healthy. Nick Foligno was 10,000% not fully healthy this series either. Yeah. So like when you look at all, like, like I know it's playoffs, everyone's playing through stuff, but Nick Foligno was 1,000% not ready to go. How many games in a row was it? He's a game-time decision. Yeah. And then they had to put him in after, like, there was other stuff going. Like, I don't know. I agree with you. I, I personally my, wouldn't break up opinion. the core. Also, I want everyone to try to go back in time, 2018-2019 offseason. William Nylander had just signed his contract after a holdout. The exact same people who are saying trade Mitch Marner are the people, look yourself in the mirror if this is you. Did you want to trade William Nylander after that season? Be honest. And look at the trades. We can go through all of them. And look, wait, and, and look at him now. How about that? Look at yeah. him now. When you, him when, now. Instead of overreacting over that sample, look at him now. He was a playoff performer. And look at the way he changed his game. If you go back and you watch highlights from even 2018, 2019, and then watch William Nylander now, or 2017, 2018, sorry, and then watch William Nylander now and the way he's evolved his game, He's the first guy on the ice at optional skates, all skates. He lives on the ice. He lives and breathes and dies hockey, which is if you if you're looking to, if you're speaking to your uncle John, he's not going to say that he's a pretty boy. Blah blah blah. Like no, is, but this year is he anyone won't saying say he, that after this series? Exactly. No, now Marner's the pretty. Now, boy. now you have a different. It's because you're abs. Never mind. You have someone else to focus on, but we're not going to get into that. Big shout out. That's the only positive I have. Like William Nylander, Alex Kerfoot really stepped up the game. Oh yeah. But I want to say Alex Kerfoot. You could see the mental side of the game weighing on him as well. I felt, mm -hmm. despite he played very well. Let me preface that he played way above what I expected him to play. I ragged on him during the season because there were stretches where he was just ass. That's my analysis of it. He was ass, 
And this series, he played fantastic, and we really needed him to play fantastic. But the amount of two-on-ones that this guy generated that nothing came from them, and I mean zero, broken up passes, missed passes, is just incredible. It happened tonight. You're shaking your head, Mark. It happened tonight. He had two with Nylander, actually. He, he had, had two, like, two on one. He had at least two yeah. in the first game as well. Like, that's just crazy to me that just nothing happened. You don't trust your shot that much, and you're playing the show? That's crazy to me. I yep. don't know. Yeah, I also don't think he has that bad of a shot. Like, I think he it's can not shoot. Good. It's not great, it's but like... 20 in a season, I swear. Yeah. But yeah. Like, with Colorado. But how? <laughs> yeah, in front know. of the net, I believe. Yeah. Like, maybe just shoot for a rebound, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, that play you were talking about there, I kind of like. I think the whole stadium knew yeah. five hundred people. Even like everyone at home knew he was passing there. He's like, no deception at all with that one. It was just looking, looking Nylander down the whole way. What, what are you gonna do? It's crazy. Um, I don't even know so what went wrong this series. What went wrong this series? So obviously, the, I, I think anyone <coughs> would say the top line wasn't good. That's an easy analysis, no doubt. They sucked. They're easy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what do you want me to say? They sucked. I got a question for you guys. What did you leads think of into the into it? Power play sucked as so well. So that yeah. that They're leads into what I was gonna say. Oh, also, yeah. not only the, are they a major part. How about the coaching job from Sheldon Keefe and his staff in this series? What did you guys think of that? Honestly, I'd give them like an F. I thought they they did horribly. Um, galaxy brain themselves. They, they galaxy brain themselves. You're Absolutely. right. Like so, the one thing short that they did was switch up the goaltending. <laughs> like, like even even dressing Riley Nash game one, a guy who hasn't played for you all year. And, uh, instead I feel like that was top down though. Everyone wanted you that. Think so? It wasn't just Sheldon Keith. Yeah. I feel like Kyle Dubas traded for him for a reason. They gave him a shot, well, and it just they gave him another shot though. After yeah. it was they terrible, two shots. Yeah. They gave him two shots, and part of that was because we had our guy hurt. But um, if, if it was, even if it was top down, like I don't, know, I don't know. I guess there were other things that he did wrong. Like we talked about it on this podcast. Like yeah. the the whole uh, number six D situation. Doing Sandin, Dermot, then then back to Sandin, then back to Dermot, like going back and forth. I just I don't think any of us like that. Yeah, and I feel like, like Riley Nash would have been a good option maybe if you're playing like a team with better offensive mm-hmm. depth. Like I don't care that Riley Nash is going to go out there and smother Eric Stahl. Yeah, who has sucked this year. I don't yeah. even think he had double digit points this year. Like you don't need that. So, yes, I agree. The The coaching job this, this series, again, I feel like, again, was really not mm-hmm. what we made, needed. Give it. I give Sheldon Keefe credit. He has balls. He tries things. But, I mean, how many times has it been in a row where it just hasn't worked? But also, wh- like, what's the rhyme or reason for some of the things he's trying? Like, some of them we can, we can predict, right? We predicted a lot of lineup moves this year. Okay, fair. But there's something like, why was he so stubborn with Joe Thornton on the first power play? That felt more like Mike Babcock than Sheldon Keith. Like, w- why was there no... You, you've shown so much, as Joe said, so much lineup flexibility throughout the year, willing to jumble lines up, especially in the bottom six, give different looks, scratch guys. Like, and then the first power play, which was, by the way, whether we realized it or not, looking back, that was probably the biggest issue, even above... The first line, because it ties into the first line. The first power play was not good for the last 20 games. And, and they didn't do much to change it. So uh, I think that falls on his shoulders. And Again. what's quite interesting, when you needed a goal, you got a power play in the third period and you needed a goal. Who did he have out there? Rasmus Sandin and William Nylander. 
Where was that? In the fuck was that? All ye- all That's season. a Mike Babcock. And going back to that Kristen Shilton's quote, that quote or that speculation. If you go back to that, we need Travis Durdman engaged in case we need him. Like, so the, what happened? Like that, that that quote itself just crumbled in on itself. Like, yeah, we needed him in Game Seven, sure, but like it just like. Just to me, it showed when you're putting Rasmus Sandin on the number one power play in a time when you needed a goal and you scratched him multiple times this series, uh, in a series where you struggled to score, especially on the power play. And he was, was he the only power play goal this series or was there two? I think, I think there, did Joe Thornton get one at the I think he did, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was a How th- many power play goals a, did they score? I, I didn't look know. that up. I should have. Not enough. Three, Not enough. Three, I think. I think maybe three. Why does our resident Sharks fan know this and we don't? We suck. Honestly. But to me, that was that was just quite eye-opening. Like, what? What in the hell? So do you think he gets another look next year? So I see a lot of people calling for his head. Who? Again, Who? Sheldon Keefe. Again, no, I understand. No, one hundred percent frustrations. You got mm-hmm. same thing as You're the Marner thing. I disagree. But hey, if that's your frustration, that's how you want to take it out. I understand. We'll listen to it. I'm sure all things are considered in that front office, but it's, it's it, things feel very like sped up because of the pandemic. I feel mm-hmm. it's like in sports wise, because we kind of had shortened seasons and clumped together playoffs and stuff. He's only coached the least for a year and a half. Yeah. Feels like way longer. It does. He's smoke. coached at least for a year and a half. Yeah. Right. So maybe You're he gets another shot. He's, he is. So uh, uh, this may disappoint a lot of people. And maybe we'll play this back in August and say, "Wow, you're an idiot. You were wrong." I don't think there's going to be as many drastic changes as people think right now. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I think a lot of management's going to look at this sensibly and be like, "Like, look at this season and how." different it was from a regular season mm-hmm. like just how guys couldn't operate and be a human just in general be a human like you normally would the Leafs got lucky that they didn't get into really really bad funks such as we saw with like Calgary and Vancouver and Ottawa because those teams you feel like really needed a rookie party and a bit more of an extension at the end of the, to the year more than 56 mm-hmm. games more than everyone else but, like, you couldn't have it because you couldn't even, like, go to a restaurant. And the NHL was very strict on the rules as well. So, I mean. It all plays a part. It does. It all plays a part. It's, like, mentally and everything. But, I, I'm like, this is not an excuse. This is not an excuse podcast. This is a. And what about the moves that Kyle Dubas has made? If we're talking about, you know, again, we go what went wrong. We got the first line went wrong. We think some coaching mistakes. How about how I, Kyle Dubas has set the table? For this team, what do you think? Honestly, like I, I feel like I've been consistent on this. I feel like we lacked a little bit of scoring, even though, like, even with John Tavares in the lineup, I would just would have liked to see more scoring depth. I wish we got out and made a move for more scoring depth, and who knows, maybe Felino could have been that scoring depth, but he was hurt. It's tough to, it's tough to really critique that trade because of Felino getting hurt. But honestly, I'll like, critique that trade. That was a f- terrible trade. That was worse than the Kadri trade. Honestly, it was. I think he. He bought a little too much into the criticisms of himself. When you I, look at yeah. the bottom six, everyone said, we need more leadership. We need more grit. They, he, he gave it to you. He gave it to you. And we got shut out again in, game, in the elimination game. 
he gave it to you. So, I mean, maybe that wasn't the right move. Who knows? I look at Colorado. They don't got much grit. They don't. They got a shit ton of skill, though. And Mm -hmm. look at them. So sometimes you can have skill through all four lines. But But, like you need skill that buy. You need the functional toughness and skill that buys in. Who's functionally tough on the abs other than Nazem Kadri and Ryan Graves? Did you see what they were doing after the? They were throwing throwing some hands. So, okay. So which players are functionally tough? I understand they stood up for each other in the playoffs. But in terms of, you know, you got your Wayne Simmons, that that kind of player, or your Nick Foligno. Who's that guy on the abs? There were so many guys in the scuffles and stuff. I can't remember what their name is. Bel- like Belmar, I don't, I don't even know. Like that's the only guy who I could th- think of who's like a, has like a little bit of edge to him. Um, but. but they're all like Jonas Donskoy, no. Tyson Yost, no. Uh, JT Comfort, JT Comfort, no. Alex like, Newhook, no. But like it was things like buying in and functional toughness that I was ma- like Andre Burakovsky took a puck to the face earlier in the game and was still getting involved in scrums. And still mucking it up a felt to like. So their tough bit. guy is Andre Burakovsky. It's not that the, it's their tough guy. It's enough guys buying in. Like yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Nazem Kadri suspended right now. I think Nachushkin was in on one of those, those uh, those scrums that I was watching there. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like that the grit was helpful to the, the would have been helpful to the Leafs this season simply for providing them with a little bit more jump. And we did see that. They, you felt like, as I mentioned before, I felt like some of these games in the regular season, they had more jump with no fans than they did with fans the season before. I felt like the Leafs of 2019-2020 were wildly inconsistent. It felt like some games they just packed it in and didn't show up. And you saw that a lot less this season. And I felt like having a guy like Wayne Simmons in the lineup like felt gangster, dude. <laughs> so tonight, yeah. for example, tonight when you when they would have those shifts where you had Hyman, Ma- or sorry, Nylander, Matthews, and Marner. Without Tavares, how much confidence did you have in anybody on the other three lines scoring a goal other than Jason Spezza and maybe Zach Hyman? Uh, Zach Hyman has zero confidence in scoring. So that even no the fans. point is nobody. <laughs> Again, the gr- I, yeah. dude, just send me the leadership, the grit, and toughness. But if we're in a game seven, we got no confidence in these guys scoring. You probably relied too much on those intangible things and not enough on the tangible, which is production and whatever that, that's what i think and, and, points though putting the puck in the in the net this season yeah we did we but did yeah. I, I i think to both i just felt like there was a lack of maybe for sure speed in the bottom six yeah that's, that's the fair. one thing that's fair for it, sure it felt speed. like a slow montreal team with honestly a lot of old guys were, were able to out, out, outpace us Corey like, perry eric Stahl, and joel armia yeah. were way faster than our fourth yeah. line and that's not good that's yeah. not those are not fleet of foot players yeah, no, makes um, sense. but at the end, to, uh, whatever. To Sorry. to both your guys' points, though, you, yeah, I know. John, I, I I get where you're coming from. Where the grit is a little too too, um, like maybe we went a little too grit heavy. And I also agree where, with where Piz is coming from. Where honestly, maybe you, maybe you don't need grit guys. Maybe maybe you like maybe maybe you can just get skill guys who are good at skills and hope that they provide you with grit. Yeah, you know, I would like because I, th- I understand. What you're saying, I, I I think it's easier to get like some of these skill. You can't really teach these skill guys. Sorry. You can't really teach skill, right? It's tough to teach that skill. So like maybe let's try and pick up some skill guys and like hope that, I don't know. Is that the play? Hope that they, they're well, gritty the two enough. Guys Joe just mentioned Burakovsky and especially Nachuskin by the Nachuskin mm. was out of the league. He's come back. He's been a really good defensive forward oh, yeah. for so, Colorado. That's a buy-in guy. The, so the same, yeah, it seems like the same themes for, 
a lot of their bottom six have this, the same themes of guys who have been given up on and ha- kind of been given a second chance. It's kind of like Galchenyuk, but yeah. Like, yeah. I agree. Uh, I don't know. I mean, with Nick Felino, he came in with the purpose. They had a purpose of what he was going to bring, and then, like, it just felt like the the injury derailed it, but I guess, yeah, he didn't bring that. Look, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I guess he didn't bring that scoring touch that you kind of needed. And, and like to the to the like grit point, I kind of wish someone started a fight. Like honestly, like I'm not like 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 let let's get an energy fight going. You know, I know we, like we had one fight all series. It's like I, I don't know. I, I maybe that could have helped the boys out. Like w- Wayne Simmons, like maybe Felino, maybe like I I saw, actually saw a submission from one of our listeners about that. We'll get into later. Yeah, we'll get into those later. So what what's uh what do we got next on top? What do you feel like they they were missing from the roster that they iced? So I, I still think that still. a little bit of speed, especially in the bottom six. Do you think Adam Brooks should have been in the lineup for game <sighs> seven? He's like, I don't think he's he's a like like you said. I don't know if he's gonna make a, any sort of tangible difference. He's probably would be good. I have no issue with Adam Brooks. I, I don't think so. I mean, from what was available, I don't really have any changes I would make to the to the bottom six from the players that yeah. they had. I don't know. Like again. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but if you had a chance to see maybe Nick Robertson in the bottom six, I know whatever that wasn't in the cards, but maybe that's something you look at. I don't know, but I, I think part of that was not to burn ELC. And would we would we've had you to? Exp- you would have burned ELC. Yeah, if you yeah. Played one game. I'm just saying yeah. hindsight. Thinking about it, that's a guy. Maybe he comes in with some instant offense, right? So we we saw him provide instant offense. Every t- in he better yeah. be on again. This He's is going to be something in the offseason. They better freaking play these young guys yeah. next year. Because we've done enough good. of not playing them and oh, losing, yeah. so you might as well I just play I watched a them. lot of them with the a, with the Marlies. He looked very good this season, especially on the power play, that one-time option that mm. he provides there. That could help us out. <laughs> Rodian Amarov is also in Toronto. Would love to see him, too. Woo! I, what, I what wonder you, if that was his first at Leafs game. Probably. <laughs> Get used to it, buddy. <laughs> Welcome aboard. What did you think, Joe, in terms of... What they were missing, yeah. I f- what I felt like they were missing. I felt like tonight there was no real sustained kind of pressure. Yeah. You got zero rebound chances. I felt like on the one time, I felt like Austin Matthews, found. I found him kind of fading off into the corners far too much when he had the puck, and especially on his one-time options as well. It was a lot. It was just deja vu, I felt like, of Columbus. You got some good chances, but the wrong guys had the puck on their stick, a la Zach Hyman. Carey Price on one of those chances where he got the puck on in, in front of the net. I forget who made the Mitch pass. Marner. Mitch Marner. Great pass. Had the puck on his stick. Carey Price was down and out of position. He was out. He was and out. Zach Hyman threw it straight into yeah. his pads. There was another opportunity. He tipped it into his own skate. Like, Zach Hyman generated three grade a scoring chances but he just shot it straight at carry price kudos to price he played awesome yep he did he shoved it up my ass so i I actually agree with what you're saying in terms of our lack of you know putting anything together the other thing i noticed is i felt like montreal played the trap like really like a true one two two trap from like the second period on and for some reason this may be a coaching thing but it seemed like our response to that was to gain the red line kind of not even dump it in after the red line but get to the blue line and then 
dumped the puck in. And Montreal had absolutely no issue with puck retrievals tonight. Mm-hmm. And they, the Leafs, for a large stretch of that game, made it extremely easy on the Habs by having no sort of momentum going into the zone yeah. and just dumping the puck in with nothing of it. And the Habs, they would turn around. They'd find an outlet or they'd flip it back out. And we did it over and over and over again. And again, this is going to come down to Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. With a team with two guys like that who can carry the puck, they had to gain the zone and have better zone entries there against that mm-hmm. trap. I agree 100% with that. Uh, before I get into my point, Mark, stop showing us your barrel. <laughs> um, but I felt like in the first period, the Leafs did do a good job of pressuring Montreal's D and retrieving the puck. There was a couple specific examples I remember of the Nylander line doing that. There was one, I think, Galchenia came in, made the hit. Kerfoot came in, like, took out the stick, and Nylander was able to come away with the puck. But after the first period, I didn't see any of that. In the third period, Montreal, I feel like, didn't even put a guy past the blue line. No. no. It, w- it was like a, literally like a 2-3 almost. Like a, yeah. yeah. It was like a zone in basketball is what it looked like. Exactly. Yeah, they, they exactly. Had, yeah. So yeah, that, was, that was embarrassing. But... I'm just remembering now a little flashback, but like uh, what you were saying, the fourth line, the depth guys being too slow. You saw all of them try to throw the body tonight. You saw a lot of them miss. Mm-hmm. Miss, yeah, because yeah, they couldn't get there. Yeah. For really, that's kind yeah. of funny. But let's get into some DMs. Um, frequent, a frequenter of the show, uh, Gordo Kills, sent me. Three voice notes. I got some messages and from him, one, too. Let's hear these. And one, a Tim and Friends uh, Marner quote. So let's let's hear this. Ooh. What the hell? Give me one second here. Let's play. How can you have all of this talent and not perform on the power play? Gordo! <laughs> 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 Guys, send me another one. <laughs> no, this is great. I hope the song continues. I hope we don't get DMCA'd. How can you have all of this talent and not perform on the power play? Okay, that's all right. That one. So, <laughs> the so I have. Do you want me to read his what he typed He's to me? He's got one more. He's got one more. Okay, okay. Living up to your own standards. You could not fucking put in one goal. One goal. This is about Mitch Marner. You're not living up to Justin fucking Hall standards. Okay, ah, he's tough. clearly upset. So this is what he sent me, which was much more coherent. Um, he said the Leafs' top line got shut down by Philip effing Deneau. Also, in regards to the quotes hey, after the game, player. don't give me... Yeah, he is a very good uh, Selkie nominee last year, I think. Don't give me this, I hold myself to a high standard, I didn't live up to that by Marner. You haven't scored in 18 playoff games, you didn't live up to Jason Spezza's standard, which is kind of what he just said. But the other thing is, I, I think that's kind of his point, which is why well, I'm kind of confused like, what he's saying. That's what he's I saying. I saw Marner getting yeah. criticized for what he was saying in the interviews. Bro, they're asking him a question... He's answering it. Would you like him to just sit there and pull not a Naomi and, Osaka and just just fold his? Whoa. Topical. That's very topical. I so like that he, you're right, Joe. He's just answering. So he went on to say, "Listen, listen to some of the player reactions. They're more embarrassing than the game." And then he finished with, "Also, I think they should still run the whole thing back just for fun." So like, I don't know. Again, another thing to remember: you can be in a whirlwind of emotion right now. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, we got one. Mark Patero, who always writes in, never. Shout out, Mark. I keep telling him, hey, send me a voice note. He finally sent a voice note. Woo! So I'm very excited. The first, 
First one's just one straight line. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you figuring out the voice notes. Sounds like he's breathing. I've been following the Rink Report religiously this playoff run just because they have good stats and you love to hear it. Appreciate but let's it. have a stat for how scared Mitch Marner was to take a single shot on Carey Price, a.k.a. Kelly Price. Shout out the Migos. <laughs> this was absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen anyone like this so terrified to take a shot on that. Like, it actually is bananas. Like, who is, who, what is this going on with this guy? I honestly think that the Leafs need to make some serious moves. I think that Jack Eichel should be on the table. Seth Jones, like, he, it's your team's this good. Keep so Marner, keep, uh, keep Matthews, keep the Olympics, like... Get Seth Jones. Get Jack Eichel and send Marner to bo- uh, Buffalo so he can just rot and die, and that's it. Maybe Matthews too. Fuck it. Just give it to him. Why not? These guys are ass. That's all it comes down to. I'm ordering the Seattle Kraken jersey. You'll never hear from me again. <laughs> I'll see you in October, Mark. I'll see you in October. <laughs> hey, again, you're right. I, I did think, he, as Joe said, he was really in his own head tonight. A couple chances he should have shot. He didn't shoot. There's been so many specific examples that you can pull up. We mentioned it in the last pod, the one that he kind of half threw on that. It was deflected off the skate. What about the one where he had Carey Price down and out and just couldn't figure, just had so little confidence in himself just straight up shooting on the net that he went he handled the puck handled the puck handled the puck waited and then there was a crowd of players in front of him and that's when he and shoots. it hit someone else yeah. and then what about the one he gets a rebound he takes the rebound just one times it one knee down sniper move and who does it hit off of off of Matthews <laughs> Austin Matthews his own teammate i don't know you me, your grandmother, everyone in the GTA, probably everyone in Europe watching this as well right now had literally zero confidence in the puck going in the net off of Mitch Marner's stick. And I had even less confidence of him just going in and shoot it. How many times? He did that a couple times, but it felt like a lot of times it was just hesitate, 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 hesitate. Kids see ghosts sometimes. I don't know. I think that's all you can say. Exactly. Uh, let's get into quickly get into some of these other DMs. Thanks for guys that sent the voice notes. Uh, this is one guy that DMs a lot. Uh, Exo season, optics. Com- I don't know. Is he optics his Gumpy? Name? I don't know. He changed his he changes his Another name a bunch. Choker, Anyways, if you know, said, you know. I said what went wrong. He said everything, but mainly the fact that we didn't capitalize on our chances on price. Too many turnovers. Yeah, that's yep. fair. Straight up, simple, easy. Very true. Price has a lot to do with us not capitalizing on those yeah. chances, too. Yeah. Right? He was good. He, he was, was very good. good. He was definitely uh, not the 898 goal he was in the no, season. No, he was not. No, no. He was 898. I don't know. I, I, I just I, 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 think I, I don't remember. I think it was 902. It was, 902. Around, oh, okay. it was around there, though. Uh, Noah Little said, came out slow, didn't show up till the third period. Shit penalty, no PP, and needed a fight. So I have one bang, from Nick Guida kind of in the same vein. So he said, but, first, do our players suck? That was his first thing. He uh, gave us the great quote of, and Carlo Koliakvo <laughs> said something very similar, is the, we, we are good, we just don't just play like don't. it. <laughs> he said, I'm in denial, bro. What the F was that? They didn't play hard at all. No fight from Simmons, no speed and skill. No nothing. Three stale hockey games. How, how, how? Yeah. I think a couple yeah. people felt like maybe a little energy could have been inserted from that bottom six tonight that, yeah. that, that was lacking and didn't come at all. Yep. Yeah. 
Lucas Ortega said playing too soft, need to be more physical and punish opponents from the start. Well, Lucas actually, they tried to, they were just too slow. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, hey, that's that's the catch 22 when you have these, some of these, you know, so you got to put Tom Wilson out there and. Also, I want to go back to what Mark said about Jack Eichel. Yeah, I would also love Jack Eichel. Yeah. I think everyone would love Jack That's Eichel. I saw a tweet. I'll do Martin Eichel right now, guys. Yes. Well. Yes. yes. Yeah. I saw a tweet that did very well. It's like the Leafs should trade Mitch Marner for Jack Eichel. Yeah, in what world? In a fantasy? What? They should also trade him for Connor McDavid. Like, guys, I'm sorry, but we do live in a society here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake Eero, he's written in before, wrote, the worst part of all this this is this is heartbreaking to read, but the worst part of all of this is I can't honestly cheer for an, 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 any other team. I started as a Leafs fan as a kid, and I can't separate the impact of those formative years from my instinct, which tells me move on from the Leafs. That being said, I believe it might be time to acknowledge the formula of paying four players. Half the salary cap might be flawed. The Leafs don't deserve Toronto at the moment. So what was, what was this fella's name? Jake. Jake, don't lose that passion, buddy. Trust me. Don't flip-flop. Don't be like these other people. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I also root for another terrible team that will not be named. Joe roots for the Dallas Cowboys. He had Jason Garrett as his coach for 10 years. Don't give up, guys. This is a part of sports. It sucks. It sucks. I know it sucks. Trust me. But stick with it. You never know what could happen. Stick with, Be a fan. There's nothing wrong yeah. with just being a fan. At the end of the day, it's all fun, man. It's just sports. It's fun. Right now, it's not. But it's going to be fun. Don't don't fuff the Seattle crack and this that. Be a fan, man. I I love that what he talked about the passion for when he was younger. Yeah. Like, don't let that go just because they keep fricking up and letting us down. Don't. I saw someone in the comments of the Instagram post. There's a lot of comments there, but he was saying I've been a fan since 1971. Like, is this is just I'm just so frustrated. Like, no, I can imagine, but hey, it, you know what? You want to jump off? Jump off. That's fine. No one's holding don't, you back, guys. Yeah. Don't come back. Like the like everyone who jumped off when DeRozan got traded. I saw a lot of y'all at the parade eight months later. So just remember that. Yep. Uh, Adam Orlowski, who's been a follower for a long time. Honestly, bro, dot, dot, dot. I think Marner needs to go. I've never jumped on this trade, on the trade, this trade, that. But I can understand the frustration. But, I mean. Fair. Uh, like that's it's, like it honestly, is fair. like it is if, fair if that's how you feel, it, however, I just don't feel it's the optimal thing so, to do. Yeah, like I, if if you're gonna say that, that's okay, but like the biggest thing is like if you're gonna trade a guy like that, you better get something fr- like really freaking good back. Like you, Mitch Marner. Like I think people need to realize that he's not as replaceable as people make it out to be. No. Sure, he hasn't performed in the last two playoffs. F- fine. You can criticize him of what that. What are you gonna trade Mitch Marner for? Unless um, we're getting Jack Eichel, I don't want to trade Mitch Marner. Like that's. But if it, like you can be in that camp, that's fair. Like that's you have every right to be. But you just gotta like we gotta go a little deeper than just trade Mitch Marner. Trading Mitch Marner for Seth Jones would be worse. That'd be catastrophic. Than trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Oh my gosh, that's my but take. To be fair, maybe people haven't watched Seth Jones this year. I don't know. He stinks. Well, th- th- that's His not the narrative. Control is awful, um, and he doesn't put up very good five on five points for how much pl- how much he plays. Last uh, or second last one, Russell DaCosta said, no excuses. Last year, we could blame the, it on the D, but this year it's clear that there is no real problem. They just don't perform in the playoffs. They they didn't perform in the playoffs. It's been tough for a couple of years, but what are you going to do? The last, last DM that I want to get to, and I haven't told you guys about this one. I said, what went wrong? Send us your DMs. 
Jake Major reached out and said, Marinson wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What do you even say to that one? What do you even say? I like that. I mean, he's not wrong. Calder Cup it's champion. true. I appreciate That's that. true. He did not play. <laughs> he did not. Also, um, again, appreciate I all the submissions. I think they hit his skates. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into our, uh, our Dion's for the series. Our Dion's three stars. And then we'll get into rat race and we'll close it off. So do you want to go like snake draft style for the yeah. Dion's first, second, So we do snake draft. You can't pick the other person. Oh, that might be tough. We could do that. Let's do that. We'll do our starting four. The starting three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? First star. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna go with Jack Campbell. Good one. It was a toss up between two guys. I think everyone knows who the other guy is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Jack Campbell because I think he's been. If we can look back at our actual bright spot for me from the season that we didn't expect, it was Jack Campbell. I know a lot of the people don't didn't realize Nylander was this good until now, but I might be one of the people who did know he was a good player i think a lot actually more than i would people, say yeah. like a lot of people knew that so i'm just first of all i'm just happy he's getting credit twitter yeah you're right <laughs> so i'd say jack campbell kind of came out of nowhere not nowhere but he was the backup and he's really lived up to some of the potential from earlier in his career i'm really happy for him for that and there was always that speculation like you know maybe campbell could be more than just a backup but it was always yeah. speculation and potential and it's not fully proven yet over a full year's workload but i thought he proved in his 25 some odd games in the regular season and seven games in this playoffs that we trust him as a starter going into next year. So that Jack Campbell's yeah. my answer. It's always interesting out evaluating a goaltender because you cannot take a five game sample size. You cannot take a 10 game sample size. Michael Hutchinson was almost an all star at one point. He had a 934 save percentage and was almost an all star when he was in Winnipeg. Look it up. Uh, Jason, you're up. Okay. Um, okay. I think it's. This is an easy pick, but I'm going to go with the not easy pick, and I'm going to choose – I'm going to leave the easy pick to, to head rat over here, and I'm going to go with Jason Spezza. I'm going to go with Jason Spezza. Even though he played 12 minutes every game, I think just the – what he's done for us this series, this year, he's my first star. He is the – he is one of the like, – the, one of the things you look at, like you said, one of the bright spots in the Leaf, and I know he's... He was a feel-good moment. It, it, it really was. And I, I that like one of the toughest parts for me watching this game and, and like the, enduring this loss, the, one of the first things that went through my head is, is Jason Spezza going to be back next year? Because we really don't know. He could retire. We don't know. He, I, like, Piz was mentioned, or, or Head Rat was mentioning earlier that... Um, you can call me by my name. <laughs> I don't want to dox no, you, sorry. I like the Head Rat. He, head Rat was telling us earlier Big that... Big Rat. Um... Small rat. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, that that uh, Spe- like Spezza probably part of the reason why he played so well this year was such a like him having such a long offseason. It, it, he was able to prepare his body for it, and like maybe he doesn't want to go through this again next year. Who knows? Like it's it, it was just so tough watching him, uh, watching us lose, and just thinking about him. I just hope he's okay because he's Good he's point. done so much for us. I love him. I love the guy. He's he's my first star. That came from Wally and Mathot, though. We yeah. have to mention that that interview came from Wally and Mathot. 100%. You're going to give me the easy one. Of course I'm going to take this one. <laughs> William Nylander was the best skater uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, I would like to see him out there more. It, he he takes short shifts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keeps supposed to double shift them kind of every, every other shift. I mean, he was fantastic this series. We saw William Nylander 
put the puck in the net when you needed to him to. We saw him bring energy. We saw him bring speed. We saw him raise the level of game from his line to uh, for his line mates as well. And on top of that, we saw him battle in the corners. We saw him battle along the boards. We saw him throw the body around out there. William Nylander was exceptional this series. And, I mean, it's about time he started getting the respect he deserves. I think Mark's got a note for me. That's <laughs> oh, just a penis. <laughs> Get out of here. You're up next. Er, I'm up next. You're up next. Snake draft. My second pick that I've got here, I'm going to go with Morgan Riley. I thought he was fantastic this series. As I've always said, what is Morgan Riley's game? He's an offensive defenseman that sucks at defense. What did he do this series? Played defense. So what does that make him? <laughs> a great defenseman. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, Shout man. out Jason. I believe Jason does he said, fit the system? Was, was saying that he was a great. Th- oh, wait. No, no, no. No, I, I, Never mind. I was saying he was a great offensive defenseman. I said he was yeah, you said that about horrib- two years ago. Horrible <laughs> defensive defenseman. I said he was. I agreed. I, and I agreed. I was just trying to dunk on you. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, please dunk on me. I love being dunked on. I love Morgan being Riley wrong. was That's great. Just, he made the defensive hmm? plays. He made the offensive plays. I thought he was. You couldn't have asked more from Morgan Riley this series. Agreed. Agreed. You're Agreed. Up, Jason. Well said. My second star goes to the new acquisition of the team. T. I don't know. I, I was trying to. I don't know what the TJ stands for. TJ Brody. Timothy. 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 I was good. Timothy Jilligan. Um. Yeah, TJ Brody. He's he was a rock, and he. He played fantastic. He scored a couple goals too. He scored more goals in the playoffs than he did in the season, which is pretty pretty insane. It's only two, but still. Um <laughs> he uh he played well throughout the whole series. He really held down held us down in our back line. I think I, I I don't know if it changed this game, but I believe he was only on for one goal, right? He I don't have that in front of me, but it was something like that. I, yeah. He he was able to suppress chances and I know the Hobbs aren't the best team at generating chances, but you know what? Like when he was on the ice, they didn't score. Simple as that. And he was great. Both ends, he was great. Josh? I agree with that. That was going to be my pick. Both those are going to be my picks. I'm going to go with Alex Kerfoot. I thought he really stepped up, like we said, throughout the series when we needed him. Didn't necessarily show up on the score sheet the last couple of games-ish, especially tonight. But, I mean, he I thought he really elevated his no, game. No, game six, he had the primary assist to Spezza, did he not? He might, yes. first he might have. Yeah, he might yeah. have. So, yeah, dunk on me there, too. But... I just feel like, you know, he, he did really step up when we needed him for John Tavares. Podcast, huh? So I, I thought he played well. I think going into the playoffs, he was probably thought of as like maybe a guy we lose in the expansion draft. I don't know if that's still on the table, but he definitely showed a positive in the seven games. How much weight you give to that, I'm not really sure. But I think I would be very comfortable with having him on the roster next season, even at his cap number, which people may see as inflated. And it's it, it brings up like a really important question because uh, now now huh, this is like off season stuff, but um, that's like if if we were to to protect four forwards, four defensemen, he would be the guy who we're probably losing, and I I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't know after that Especially series. Especially after what we saw. Yeah, I just really don't, and it's going to be interesting the way we navigate that. But exactly. I'll I'll save the off season content for the off season. Josh, you're up third star. This is kind of hard. I don't I don't really think there's an obvious answer here. Um, the rest of the team, <laughs> I will say I was happy with how Zach Hyman just dug, just with his shovel yeah. in the corners. Second in ex- independent expected goals. I thought, goals. again, he literally has no finishing talent, though. Yeah. So it's kind of like a braid to Chuck situation where you're stuffing pucks into yep. pads. But he still worked hard. And falling down. <laughs> he, he 
like, you know, coming back from an injury too. Don't forget that. Yeah. He worked really hard. He gave us his all. I don't know if that's worth 6 million a year. People may think it is. People may think it's not, but just in the context of this series, I thought he worked really hard. He did a good job on the four check. He carried the puck more than you'd expect, which I'm not sure was a positive, to be honest. But um, <laughs> he always had that one movie, just drove drove the net, went around and did the wrap around. around. Yeah, he does it. And every it was time. clear. Carey Price watched a lot of film before I, this series. I, I don't know if this is like hindsight coming in now because like we just watched that game. I feel like he's kind of like he was a li- he he seemed a little slower this playoffs than he did in the mm, season, and I don't know injured. if that is. I don't know if maybe there's something lingering there or maybe he was just more fresh during the, the regular season. But it is crazy to your point. I thought he played exceptional, made, put up a ton of chances. And as Jason said, like his individual chances that he generated, it was a ton. But I mean, one goal to show for it. That mm-hmm. was another guy that just got PDO bombed. I felt like mm-hmm. I didn't even check the PDO, but Jason, you're up. I don't know if this is cheating I don't know if this is going to count, but I'm so I'm, – I'm trying to be positive, but I just don't feel that anyone on the team deserves a third star, so I'm giving it to John Tavares. Honestly, like I, I honestly don't even want to give anyone on that team. Just the fact that he was able to come back and skate after a week is is enough for me. So I feel like honestly, like if I could give I, – I just honestly wouldn't give a third star because I feel like most of the players we, we listed played well, and I just wasn't happy with anyone else. Yeah, and no, my – Third star is uh, Frederick Anderson. <laughs> the one I was gonna go I'm with kidding. was Jake Muzzin. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. Had a monster game five just brought us Oof. right back into it. And guess what? He didn't play tonight, and it showed. He's a monster on defense. I really like Jake Muzzin. I really like that acquisition. Mark, just put your barrel away. Um, but yeah, Jake Muzzin definitely deserved uh, that third star. I thought Wayne Simmons played well a few games, yeah. but. The, the other than those games, other than those two games, kind of like just yeah. a disappearing act. My honorable mention was going to go to game four, Alex Galchenyuk. <laughs> yeah, he was great in that. He game. was great in that game. Other than that, that, he was game. pretty piss poor, but yeah. that's okay. So he, it's funny. He did exactly what we said. Yeah, he gave he's us like that little bit of <laughs> offense. Are great. we okay if he plays one game on, two games off? He played one game on and five, five games, games off. off so. I don't know. He was wasn't yeah. he okay tonight. He was, was okay. Whatever. But no goal. Everyone was okay, yeah. Even Engvall, no man. Like, so. Engvall was okay. Like, he was okay. <laughs> that penalty, though. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just a small tangent. Literally five minutes before that, Eric Stahl literally fucking, I don't even know what he did. He koala Travis Dermott and took yep. him down. And if we're going to let that slide, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not penalty. I like, like, I don't to get even... into the negativity yeah. tweets, but someone quote tweeted, I put out that clip and someone quote tweeted and said, that's not a penalty, LOL. And they were a Leafs fan too. Like that was like, that was, I don't know. It's, it's funny because like it, it yeah. looked exactly the same as what Engvall did. And I just, it was even worse. It was, it was so worse. Grabbed him from behind and brought him down. Yeah. Yeah. Know, that was a little weird. Anyways, that's not why we lost. We lost because uh, yeah. we didn't score. Yeah. Hey, For the second well, elimination absolutely. game in a row. Just putting that out there. He put up zero goals. Um, you know what's going to actually be great for my mental sanity? If next round Winnipeg just torches Carey Price. Oh, yeah. Up, just gets him pulled three out of the four games. History That'd says it. so nice. Like it does um, happen. <laughs> so we're going to do, because everyone's frustrated, we're frustrated, real quick, just right off the bat, give us some of your Jimmy Bennings. Jimmy Benning, number three for the Leafs. I don't know. He's kind of in the negative connotation sort of now, with what he's saying and doing in uh, – Vancouver, but um, 
No, we're not going to do that to Jim. We'll call him three downs, whatever. Anyways, who are your three disappointments for the series for the Leafs? Go. Can I give you three, all three at once quick? Yeah, go ahead. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, the fan base. That's my three. Oh. Holy smokes. That's you listening. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give three. I'm only going to give one right now because I can only think of one. There were a lot. I was, I was just so disappointed with Ilya Mikhaev. I'm sorry. I just, okay. based on expectations, I guess, like other than obviously Matthews and Marner, they didn't produce enough. Oh, well. Mikhaev, I feel like is honestly like he, you could have, I feel like he just didn't even exist this series. Like, I actually yeah. feel like he just did not exist. He also didn't have that speed he used. He just yeah, felt he like, just, I don't know. He it, was, it was like when he had the puck, he had he no sustain. Like, he's just there. Yeah, I don't know how to even describe it. it was, yeah, kind of weird. Um, so you're not going to give the other two off the bat? I, I, it's the Thornton and, I don't know, Nash, I guess. That's Played true. two games. I don't a know. A lot of buildup behind Riley Nash and just uh for nothing. It's just a big fart noise. But I yeah, I gotta agree. Matthews, Marner, a thousand percent. You don't score goals, you don't win. And it, like that was it. We for how many games in a row we said the top line needs to step up and we win this game and they just did never not. did. But um my third disappointment I would have to say um yeah, I I'd go with Thornton as well. That was yeah. I want to throw in the coaching staff. It, too it's there. It's it sucks because it's Joe Thornton, mm-hmm. the former Hart Trophy winner, 125 points in 06. and and just Father Time has just, never lost. It's yeah, it's crazy to it's, think that it's tough. Our coach was drafted two years after Joe Thornton after was. Joe Thornton. <laughs> Who's gonna outlast like, who in Toronto though? Yeah. We'll see. Joe Thornton, but Joe Thornton also did like look good for periods. Yeah, the honestly, and just didn't come. Unfortunately, in the in the playoffs. All right, let's close it off. Rat race. Jason kind of cheated last time. He went too far off the deep end on some of these points. I did. I did. Yes or no? Give me ten seconds. Hold, hold on, quick thing. I just want to shout out uh, Studley for suggesting the the name. Yes, great name. I almost Thanks, forgot Jason. again. Yes, yeah. thank you for the name. I actually really like it as well. All right, let's go. Drastic changes coming this off season. No. No. Wait. wait. What's considered is trading Morgan Riley considered drastic? That's pretty big. Okay, I'm gonna go with no still. Sorry, right. <laughs> I, I think no. Yeah, uh, I th- I, yeah. you just gotta keep together yeah, the group. I, I, I'm gonna stick with no minor retooling. Travis Dermott gone this off season. Yes. Jason. Ye- yes, but only in the expansion so. draft. Sorry. All right. Yeah, you think expansion? I, I I would say the, I would say yes as well. Expansion draft. I doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I I also think there's a chance they don't even take that, him. Yeah. Wow. So okay. he could still be, you know, qualifying offer minimum again. But I just don't even think uh, there might be a trade situation if not. Uh, one of Simmons, Spezza, Thornton, Frederick Anderson, and Zach Bogosian come back next season. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yes. Which one? Most likely Spezza, second most likely Bogosian, third most likely Frederick Anderson on a cheap team-friendly th- deal. Simmons, fourth most likely. Joe Thornton, no chance. The only I say is no chance Zach Bogosian's back. Really? really? You think he goes? Timothy Lilgren's coming in. Huh? Fair. Who's your third-pairing defense? That's you have Brody fair. locked up. You have Justin Hole locked up. I just don't trust him to do it, Joe. That's all. I don't. I really don't. I've been wa- we've been waiting for me. two years. I've watched him. I've I know really he has. Him. You're 100% he came right. came up. He looked pretty good there. You're Very 100% good right. Stretch pass. The skills are there. 
The maturity is there now. He's rounded out his game with the Marlies. I you cannot bring back Zach Bogosian. Just like game five. And also Logren's third uh ELC is up. Yep. No, just like game five when we said Sanding should be in, but or sorry, game six where we said Sanding should be in, but Dermot would be in. Same thing. Lilligren should energy. be in. I don't think he will be, though, unfortunately. I think he's there. That's the end. That's all I got there. The only way I see Thornton coming back to the lease is in a management role. That's the only way. Interesting. Not management as in like a general man, but like. I think he's going to play his wheels off in Switzerland if nobody wants him in the NHL. Yeah. How about this one? Is Sheldon Keefe the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the start of the 2022 2023 season? So far away. I say yes because I'm optimistic about next season. Okay. I trust Keefe. And that's it. We have no more games to talk about until next. How about this? Montreal or Winnipeg? Um, Winnipeg. You guys are all have to eat crow for that, by the way. Montreal. I'm going to say Montreal. It's a, the classic rest versus. <laughs> Not again. It's classic rest versus rust. You guys going to let me do this to you again? I'm doubling Whatever. down. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> it's, it, this is like when it's. it's, it's, at, it's the, you've bet on the Leafs, you lost, and now it's the Calgary Edmonton game, and you got to double down. Fair. I mean. Got to double down. All right. Who? Wow, that's true. Holy Hornet smoke. Dom's model, yeah. Wow. Wow. So is that it? That's all we got. Uh, one thing I want to say is thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate yes. it. We're going to try to keep thank her going. Thank you, everyone, that submitted stuff. Absolutely. I don't know what type Let of content. Let us know what you Yeah, you, if you, you want to hear anything. We'll talk hear? about the playoffs. We're watching them. I don't know if anything. you guys want to hear that, if it's not least related. but We'll talk about the Food Network if you want us to. Shout out to Guy Fieri landing the ma- the biggest deal of the offseason, by the way. $80 million for three years. What a stud. Also, I have, I have one small point in closing I want to point out. Joe, last episode, talked about, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, right? That's his other favorite team. So, in my opinion, the Dallas Cowboys, over the better part of the last decade, had good players but were an incompetent team in terms of their process. So, they had Jason Garrett as the head coach. If you're unfamiliar with football, that head coaching position was probably closer to a GM position because they have their own – he would hire his own offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. the GM is senile. Correct. So, they, it's more of a decision-making role and a philosophy role. They were incompetent. Okay. Yeah, because nobody respects Jason Garrett. Exactly. So uh, my favorite college football team is the University of Southern California Trojans. You guys know that. I don't need to go into their rant. They have one of the worst coaches in the country. Incompetent. Great players, incompetent. I don't think the Leafs management group and philosophy is incompetent. I really don't. It, that's why I think we got to just take a deep breath and stick out. This isn't Buffalo. Okay. Kyle Dubas is a smart guy, in my opinion. There's a difference between an incompetent team and a team that's you know, maybe a little bit unlucky. Yeah. So we'll see. And honestly, you're going to hear a lot of takes. Closing out thought. You're going to hear in the coming days a lot of day. Oh, you can't give four players half of your cap. One of them did not play. Correct. For the whole series. So, like, how does that make sense? Anyways, thanks, everyone. If you want to hear something specific, you want to hear us talk about certain series, games, whatever, let us know. We want to keep going. We want to keep talking about hockey. We're obviously going to cut down the number of episodes because the Toronto Maple Leafs are golfing. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Take care. Thanks, guys. Go Leafs, go still.